with Hallmark. We're on our Spring Fling episode today. I'm here with my co-host, Patty. Hi, Patty. Hi, Chingai. How are you? I'm springing and flinging. How are you? <laughs> We're always ready for spring at Butt Make It Hallmark. And I was really excited for these movies. Let's see if they kind of live up, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Before we go into the movies, uh, uh, do you have a Hallmark happy thought? I do. Do you? I do. <laughs> okay, I'll go first. Yeah. Uh, my Hallmark happy thought for this episode is that the good witch is coming back into our lives. Oh my that. gosh. <laughs> I saw the previews during Spring Fling and I know that it comes back every year like clockwork and Sam Radford is back in my life with his beautiful teeth and his wholesome <laughs> relationship with Cassie who I feel is just getting more and more Botox every year. But, you know, bell, book, and candle. I, I, I just miss the gang and it feels a lot more charmed now because it's like power of three witches uh, minus Bailey which is actually kind of cute. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I really am enjoying the wholesomeness of this. I mean, it's about witchery and sorcery, and yet Hallmark has managed to make it Hallmark. So <laughs> I, love it. Know, I love it so I much. I find funny how like how hard they try to make them look like badasses with the, 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 the song they play and the, <laughs> and the ad. But, but yeah, I, I'm just looking forward to having something new to watch. And I have a Hallmark happy thought. Okay. Speaking of Hallmark TV shows, oh my gosh, Robert Buckley is joining the cast of Chesapeake Shores, (laughs) which has not come back on screen in two years. Can you believe that? So I can't wait for this Trace replacement to just come in and and rock (laughs) everybody's lives. (laughs) I am so excited that Hallmark is listening to the people. Well, I don't know, maybe me and you. (laughs) But Trace has always been the weak spot. I'm not a fan of the lead girl, Megan, to be honest. The character, mm. that's kind of annoying. I mean, we love Brie more. But I will take Robert Buckley in whatever form he has. I know that we're on a high from his Christmas special, Christmas House, which I think I should rewatch. I kind of just miss him and Anna Iora's sexy voice. So. Same, same. <laughs> Good to know Hallmark is continuing to give us what we want. Speaking of what we want, let's dive right into But Make It Hallmark's journey into Spring Fling. We've got five movies to discuss, and the first movie we'll be talking about is One Perfect Wedding, starring Taylor Cole and Jack Turner. With her book tour in two weeks and his expanding business plans, Kara and Ben put their long engagement behind them and book the chalet for a small wedding with friends and family. I'm back. <laughs> oh, good, because we need you for the wedding. Oh, wow. Bad well, good well. And to think, we were strangers just a few years ago. I'm getting married today. We look ridiculously in love. No. Because we are. <laughs> I don't know wedding. where to start with uh, this movie called One Perfect Wedding, which is the hopefully finale trilogy (laughs) in this trilogy of one winter romance, one winter engagement, or something like that. And now it's One Perfect Wedding because it's no longer in Winterfest. But honestly, I don't know why we keep seeing trilogies of movies we don't want trilogies of. The tropes here, I, I, I can't, I can't even, I mean, was I paying attention? I don't know. Guys, joke's on me. I watched the first two movies. <laughs> I actually watched the third. 
I didn't like them the first two times around. And yet, I went through the third one too. She's this busy, successful city girl that doesn't have time for her own wedding. Girl, you're not that cute or hot or busy <laughs> or successful to delegate this wedding away. Also, I don't care about your friends. I did care about them in the first two movies. I still don't care about them now. Why did I watch this movie, Chingai? I don't know. Because we needed to put it in the podcast. <laughs> I, I believe that these were the lowest stakes ever I've seen for mm. a Hallmark movie. This, this was like the epitome of live, laugh, and love. It was just, it was just horrible. <laughs> you know what's sad? I really like Jack Turner in his like his travel movie with yeah, Mary the Patterson. Movie. Yeah, yeah, the Ireland movie. We'll get to more Ireland movies in a bit. Somehow with Taylor Cole, I'm so sorry. I'm really, she's really not working for me. This just couldn't, I couldn't take them. It's a wedding movie. You cannot fuck this up. Wedding movies are difficult to fuck up because there's a wedding. Even Beverly Hills Wedding, which had its downsides, still had upsides to it. So the only thing I want to call out about this movie is we actually got a post-wedding night morning after. I was like, what? Like, they woke up after the wedding. Hallmark, what's happening? Did you just imply a wedding night? And I was just so shocked that I don't actually know what the rest of the movie was for. Yeah, I don't uh, even remember this happening. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. But yeah, I, I, I rated this movie very, very low. I feel like this should have been in Winterfest and because... They rebranded Winterfest. They were like, uh, I guess we gotta throw it in Spring Fling. And they shouldn't have. They should have stopped with the engagement. I honestly couldn't remember what happened there. I wouldn't have remembered that they didn't get married. My feelings about this is just confusion. Where did the budget come from to make three of these when you can make so many other movies? I'm, I'm honestly just baffled, Hallmark. I'm baffled. The fact that they managed to throw in a mystery in this movie <laughs> is just... <laughs> incomprehensible yeah one imperfect wedding one imperfect wedding with a zoom friend that kept being on zoom could they not fly him i don't understand i get they were i guess it was just like what their attempt at doing like covid ish kind of related i don't know i don't know i don't want to know and so we move on okay sorry the second movie hopefully makes everyone a little bit happier and just by a margin it's don't go breaking my heart Starring Italia Ricci and Ryan Pavey. Miranda runs a boot camp for the recently heartbroken. She begins to form a connection with a new client, Ben, who is also a reporter investigating whether her boot camp is a fad or a phenomenon. Dr. Miranda Faraday, founder of a new breakup boot camp that's taking Portland by storm. Come on! Come on, I cannot be the only one that thinks this is a little out there. Keep going, keep going! So you're the teacher, the breakup boot camper. Remember what it's like to feel safe in the arms of another person. Why did he have to join my class? Italian I mean, from terribly Pavey terrible to hopefully a bit better because it's got Ryan Pavey and we've got Italia Ritchie who isn't pregnant so they're not trying to hide her pregnancy or post-pregnant so they're not trying to hide her post-pregnancy. I love Italia Ritchie. I've always liked her and so I'm excited to finally see her just be her without a bag in front of her stomach all the time. Tropes here, fake relationship, kinda. Uh, she's a teacher of a breakup boot camp. We've had the boot camps before. Not at the breakup, but a boot camp. And the one with like Sarah Rue and the 
Navy SEAL where she was a romance writer. And then, of course, the student becomes the teacher, kind of like teaching her the way of things. You put two people together like this, and I was kind of hoping for more. I'll be honest. Ryan Pavey is so goddamn handsome, and so I was expecting a lot. And when you expect a lot, you do get dashed hopes. But I watched this third when I was watching it, and the first two movies I watched were really the shittiest of movies possible. So I was a bit like uplifted by just seeing his face. Well, two things I want to call out is that there's this one scene where they do like an escape room kind of thing, and they get stuck in a room together. And I am not a fan of escape rooms, but it kind of made me want to do one with someone you like. It's like, oh, you get stuck together. And of course, if it's Ryan Pavey, I am all for it. So I would not want to be in an escape room ever, but with Ryan Pavey, sign me up. And there's dancing. Um, so Ryan Pavey can just stare into my eyes and dip me anytime. <laughs> and so, yeah, Ryan Pavey can do no wrong. <laughs> Any chance to get up close and personal with Ryan Pavey, we will take. <laughs> Never mind that this this movie was kind of average Hallmark, yeah. you know, by Hallmark Fair. standards. But you know, it, it it's him, and it's her, and she's not pregnant or like she's not dealing with post pregnancy whatever. So this is this is okay. It was okay. I just, exactly. I just wonder like how many more confessional articles Hallmark is gonna throw into the mix. <laughs> like, how many more times are we gonna see journalists fess up or you know? <laughs> Well, how many more times? I mean, in the next movie. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I'd also like to commend Noom for their (laughs) premium product placement. (laughs) I have that in my notes. Yeah. I'll give it to them. I was shocked. Uh, That rock climbing scene. I mean, I could look at Riot Baby climbing a wall anytime, but that Noom chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Seriously, good job, Noob. Anyway, it's kind of sad that when you're one takeaway from a movie as a product placement, but we're the journalists confessing to what we uh, reported on, and, and this movie was just okay. It's sad because it is Italia and Ryan, so it's a bit of a waste of talent of that caliber. Right. But good job, Noob. Good I job, Noob. Good job, Noob, and you know, it was just nice to see Italia and Ryan on screen. It was, it was, it was. It was pleasant. It was a pleasant experience for two stars we like. Mm-hmm. Okay, speaking of journalists and writers, let's go on to our next movie, Chasing Waterfalls, starring Cindy Busby and Christopher Russell again together. Photographer Amy travels to a remote lodge to find mythical waterfalls and falls for handsome guide Mark. They adventure to find the mystic waterfall and discover their true feeling. I've been chasing waterfalls my entire life. This is my big break. I don't think I can do this. On the count of three. Welcome to the rest of your life. Yes. Encompass. I'll always know where to find you. Take my hand. I gotcha. Seen this movie before, <laughs> Abby, without the TLC song playing and playing the ad. 
In the ad only. In the ad only and not the actual movie. I guess they didn't have that much to spend. So this movie was exactly like that Pola movie we talked about with a wa- waterfall. There was a waterfall there. Pearl and in Paradise. Pearl in Paradise. And it was also like that cr- same Christopher Russell, Emily Otherup movie where they go camping, glamping, and he was a guide too. So we're just seeing the same thing over and over again, throwing in different people. So I loved Cindy Busby and Christopher Russell's last movie together, The Thing with the Rain, <laughs> Love on the Forecast. They they were they were so cute together in Love yeah. on the Forecast, and so my I had high hopes for this yeah. movie. Unfortunately, <laughs> those hopes were dashed right away. I I just feel like the chemistry wasn't there. The movie went so slowly. Like I'm not a camping person. It felt like I was like in a real camping situation here where I was like just not looking forward to anything, not even the mystic waterfalls. It felt like it was too PG-13, their chemistry with each other. And speaking of PG-13, we have a kid in the mix here. And I I mean, the kid was okay, but I feel like she just took away from the from what could potentially be a nice rom-com. Once you throw in a kid and she's just not helping the plot, it just gets even more it gets even more boring and slower than than you'd like the kid here was no max from project christmas wish who you were rooting for we've seen movies where the kids add value this kid was not it in fact this whole movie had very little value i'm so sorry <laughs> and i'm so sorry to sing you must because we love them it was such a disappointment. I was watching it on like 2x speed, I think. And I was still like, this is going too slow. Like, I can't believe it. How can this be devoid of chemistry when it has two of our favorite people who worked so well in the past? And two of our favorite things, Christopher Russell and Nature. I think the only thing I'm going to call out here is that, again, Hallmark is breaking barriers. We get a waterfall scene where Cindy Busby is in a bathing suit and Christopher <laughs> Russell has shown his abs. Like, I was like, oh my god, too much skin. I was a bit shocked. Between <laughs> the skin here and the morning after from One Perfect Wedding, what is Hallmark getting to? My conservative, quote-unquote, <laughs> I'm not. My conservative sensibilities are lit up. I wonder if Twitter went aflame with the uh, base of Hallmark being, I guess, horrified with how progressive Hallmark now is. So I'm all for it, but I'm worried for the base. <laughs> I'm sure they appreciate your concern, Pat. <laughs> Just bringing up again, like, things we've seen before. We again get, like, a another tour guide that's, like, the third party here where, where you know... Because we had it before in the... Like, there was, like, a yoga instructor, I can't remember, in that former movie. But then now we get it in another annoying tour guide who we have seen before as Tim's ex-girlfriend in Heartland. I knew I... I knew that face, <laughs> the minute I saw it, I was like, oh shit, it was that girl from Heartland who I hated in Heartland and I hated here. And her mole, don't forget her mole. <laughs> and her mole. <laughs> Beauty mark, maybe, I don't know. I'm sure she's a good person. It's just I'm like, sure. it, it just felt like the perfect storm, like this, this stupid, sorry-ass movie plus, plus her. I didn't even remember um, Christopher Russell's abs. So, <laughs> did you remember Christopher Russell singing? Yeah, yes. Yes, yes I a, did. As a, a matter of fact, I a, did. In a non-cringe Paul Greenway? Sorry. So mm-hmm. you know what, Hallmark, there are other singers out there. So good job. Good job to Christopher Russell. That's the one highlight for me. 
better better than one perfect wedding, but <laughs> that's not saying a lot. <laughs> it is not saying a lot. To be fair, I mean, I'm hoping that they give Cindy and Christopher Russell one more chance with another movie because they are pretty cute together and they seem to be available. So, you know what? Give us another mashup of all the tropes we've seen before and maybe we will hit gold. When we're back, our last two movies from Spring Fling. We'll see you then. And we're back with But Make It Hallmark doing the last two movies for Spring Fling, which I think are better for the soul and for the heart than the first three we discussed. Let's get right into it with Right in Front of Me, starring Janelle Parrish and Marco Grazzini. Carly has a second chance at romance with her college crush, but is unable to impress him until her new friend Nick starts giving her advice. Soon she learns who the right man for her really is. Carly, this is Chef Nick. We We met. That's Matt. Carly has a thing for him. Oh my gosh, you guys. Hey, Carly. I can help you with Matt. I don't need help. I am fine. It's nice catching up. You betcha. You betcha. I just think that people should be who they really are. No one has ever done anything like that for me before. I found this movie super relatable. Um, I'm not a bridal stylist. (laughs) I don't work in the wedding industry. I'm not a chef. But I feel like they, they did the tropes that are, I don't know, they're so familiar, but they're not overdone. So we, we get um, Janelle Parrish who sees her old college crush and we all know that that feeling I, I think <laughs> <laughs> seeing someone you used to have a connection with and, and just feeling feeling super awkward I, I think she did like that awkwardness really well mm. uh, like she she was like, such a geek when, when her crush was around at the same time we get like the friend zoning trope here where her new friend the chef is relegated to the friend zone because he's giving her advice and like how to act around her crush Matt. So I think we've all somehow experienced that too. So I, I felt that was another relatable thing. And we get an unexpected third party here in a former friend from college who's pining for the guy that Janelle is also pining for. And we've also felt that, you know, you're shooting your shot as, as well as you can, but then somehow someone just like shows up and gets in the way. So I, I felt like all of this was so real. But then glossed up in a in a way that only Hallmark can. I loved how natural Janelle Parrish was here, and I've said everything. <laughs> I've gotten them out of the way because the one thing I want to really focus on here, and I think rightfully so, <laughs> is that Marco Grazzini is half Filipino and he plays a Filipino chef, and this just warms the cockles of my heart because we've <laughs> never seen a Filipino chef. Uh, well, we've seen a Filipino chef in Mix Up in the Mediterranean, but he's mm-hmm. an extra. We've never seen a lead and have the Filipino culture like so entwined with the story so it wasn't just like a he wasn't just like, just a token Filipino character in the movie it was really ingrained the culture was really ingrained and I feel like whoever was behind this in the story really knew his or her thing because um, the, it, it didn't feel put on it felt very very authentic and that's what I loved about this movie what is not the love about this movie? To be honest, I was surprised, like, in the best way 
possible. Marco Grazzini, who we've discovered or we knew beforehand, is dating Alvina August in real life, who we loved in um, Deliver by Christmas. Yes, with Ian Bailey. And so I kind of want to see them in a Hallmark movie together, yeah, but I digress. Yeah, yeah. Because this is representation like no other. We are Filipino. We are watching. We have been avid Hallmark viewers for so long. The Filipino community is huge in the U.S. It's not like we don't exist in the community already. And this representation, I can't express how seen I feel with the amount of... I know it sounds really hokey and crazy, <laughs> but it feels crazy. This is how I felt in Crazy Rich Asians, and that was Asians as a whole. This just feels incredibly validating, but also in an... I didn't cringe. I usually will cringe when something hits too close to home. But this one, I didn't cringe at all. I was hungry. I was hungry all throughout. I was just like, give me all the food. Filipino movies in general, when they when they put in Phil Ams into the mix. Mm. It's it's very stereotypical Phil Ams. This movie was not done that way. He was like Mm -hmm. a real person here. He wasn't a stereotype at all. And it doesn't hurt to have him like so easy on the eyes. (laughs) He was very cute. (laughs) I mean, he looked like someone I would go to school with and have a crush on, you know? (laughs) Yes, yes. Any particular type of a student? (laughs) Ah, football team. (laughs) (laughs) No, Marco Grazzini is a revelation. The grazing of the arm, the the feeding, feeding her. And yes, like, and the wanting validation in his cooking. It was just, ah, every scene with them in it, he'd introduce like all these Filipino food with a fusion, obviously. And yeah, you're right. It didn't feel stereotypical like Phil M trope. But having the Lola, his grandma, like in in the movie and it still feels very like sad story because it's like you know i support my grandmother but not sappy at all like it felt real and the disappointment and and just like ah i have nothing but good words to say about this and yes he's so handsome so give me more of marco grazini because I, i just can't stop he's handsome he cooks help me oh my god i'm embarrassing myself i'm sorry not sorry he's like it was like him making love to her with the food. You know, I loved seeing him uh, show off with with all the all his fusion recipes. And when he holds her, when he grazes her arm and holds her face when she gets the hives, that was just like precious, 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 precious. There was a nice and easy chemistry between the two of them, I think. And the authentic conversations were there. They didn't feel, you know, they didn't feel like recycled the way the the former movies that we were talking about were. <laughs> this felt new and maybe maybe it felt new because like his filipino-ness just kind of overwrites everything else in this movie but you know what oh, i guess we deserve our day in the sun you yeah. cannot do a movie set in san francisco without some kind of filipino in there so yeah good job right in front of me was I watched it twice and like right after I had to order Halo Halo. I I made an order for Kakanin, which is like Bibinka, which he served to her with a tiny fork. The oh tiny my gosh. Fork. I have not loved Filipino food as much as I have this week because of this movie. So needless to say, I like this movie. <laughs> right in front of me. I want you right in front of me all the time. This is the trilogy I want. Give me more chefs, more cooking more Marco Grazzini and everything, please. Thank you. Thank you, Hallmark.
And finally, we end this episode with our last movie from Spring Fling. Last but definitely not the least, we've got As Luck Would Have It, starring Joanna Garcia Swisher and Alan Leach. Lindsay travels to Ireland to acquire land that is perfect for a resort. She decides to enter the town's matchmaking festival to prove her investment and win over a handsome local. Welcome to the festival. We're all very glad you're here. Do you really think hundreds of people are going to leave here with a soulmate? Everyone gets a match. Good morning. Do you want to tell me about any deal breakers? Bad dancer. I almost feel a bit bad for the girls. How are the activities going? Three points to the matchmaker! No, no, no! Yeah! Good. Oh, hey there! This is where Hallmark movie is just showing off. We get a travel movie. They know we're all going stir-fucking-crazy <laughs> and they give us an Ireland movie, but they don't stop there. They give us, I guess, a mostly Irish cast because the accents are authentic. They give us wonderful vistas. Chingai and I have only been to Scotland together, but now Ireland is clearly on the list. And guys... They give us someone from downtown fucking Abbey. Oh my god! What? <laughs> Even with the trope of a real estate dispute, which we always get with travel movies, because what else will you do? It was just so good. The tropes were obviously like old versus new, big city, you know, builders versus like tiny towns. And no, I am all for it. Alan Leach needs to be in more Hallmark movies. Joanna Garcia Swisher needs to be in everything because... I know she's like a Netflix star. We got her in Sweet Magnolias. And clearly she is such a bright spot to the Hallmark Network. I, they need they need to get these two more. This is star power to another level. And I do not feel worthy. And yet we got bestowed this gift. What a gift. This is like next level. I mean, this doesn't even feel like a Hallmark movie. I'm sorry. So. <laughs> But it was just, you know, like, what have we been doing? Wasting our time with the other movies when we can get these two amazing people. We get someone from Downton Abbey. Hello. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we get Ireland, too. It just made my day, this movie. I watched it two times already, and I'm mm -hmm. going to watch it again for sure. I, You know what I liked also? How, how I, I can't stop calling <laughs> each Downton Tom. <laughs> I, I like how he just showed up everywhere. Like he was like a multi hyphenate man. <laughs> like with he he owned the pub, he was making whiskey, he was managing at the castle, he was a councilman. Yeah, have him show up everywhere. Alan Leach needs to be in every Hallmark movie ever because oh my god, what luck we had. He looked so good in modern day clothes. Oh I'm my gosh, so yes. Not used to it. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, Tom Branson is not driving a car. He's making whiskey. Slangeva. Like, it's just like, what is this? He was cute with his parents. He was cute with the town council. He was bromancing with the dude and, you know, egging him on. And he looked so handsome in his suit. And just like, every time he would look at Joanna Garcia's Swisher, I was just like, yes, can you just fall in love this whole time? Agreed. He, he looks so transfixed when yes. he's looking at her and it's like you just want to drown in his eyes. And like, I, I, I don't blame him. She's gorgeous too. Yes. Like I love like when she dressed up for that formal yes. event and she's wearing that blue. Like when she was wearing all these like emerald and blue yes. and, and she had her hair the done hair. with the, the clips. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm going to say it again. What have we been doing? Wasting <laughs> our time with all these other like live, love, laugh movies when we could have, as luck would have it, all the time. I know they say like, you know, it's like, you know, when Sex and City New York is the fifth character. Ireland! Come yes. at us! 
seriously, I it looks bloody cold. Like we will freeze to death. I can already feel it. <laughs> but I'm I'm game. Give me frostbite as long as I've got whiskey tasting to keep me warm. What is this charming man? What is what are these accents? We have all the tropes of like you know the weird Hallmark events in a town where you're yeah, like, where like the knitting the yeah. bread making and but it's that. charming because they're Irish accents exactly like, like we see Alan Leach coaching a team <laughs> <laughs> and I have to mention like the speed dating event like yeah. speaking of weird Hallmark events like the speed dating event when she's trying to get away from that guy and he's like okay let's ditch this and it's like yes they're gonna ditch the speed dating event because they found each other already why even go speed dating and takes her up to the castle and then again the the views and again he's looking at her and she's looking at him oh oh my gosh this was perfect <laughs> they had so many authentic conversations at the end as well and you'd couple that with the the beautiful views i really love the like montage of authentic conversations because you could just see how bundled up she was with her beautiful like wellies and like nice ja- her coats were amazing walking on the yeah. beach and like knitwear so beautiful beautiful people can do anything but they can do anything with accents even better so this is a travel movie i know we're all stir crazy so maybe our baseline is low but i don't think so amazing i felt it i I just, wow, this is, it really, you're right. It does not feel like a Hallmark movie and that's not a dig at Hallmark movies because this is now the new bar, guys. You cannot go lower than this. You can do better. See, see what you can do when you try. And I like how this movie is like a slow burn. Yes. You know, they give us a little and then a little more and then a little more and and you just sink into this movie. <laughs> I, I, I'm speechless. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly our favorite of the bunch this episode, but for the first time, well, not, maybe not the first time, maybe we've done this before. Guys, if you have time, please take time out to watch two movies right in front of me. And as luck would have it, you will not regret it. Spring Fling made up for the first three by giving us and giving everything in the last two because, wow, what a fling. It- this just goes to show that they really need new people. In, in the mix because they, they make all the difference in the world and when we're back Mary kill and we're back to but make it hallmark you're still here with me Patty and my co-host Chingai and we're in our favorite well maybe favorite part of the episode <laughs> we're in Mary kill obviously we pick one character the fuck to marry or to kill and I guess we will start with the kill. Do you want to start with your kill? Sure. I'm going to kill Christopher Russell here. (gasps) (laughs) You know why? And I have a reason why it's him. I don't even want to put Jack Turner in the running (laughs) when it comes to this fuck, marry, kill. So it's Christopher Russell because because I know that he, he can be better. He can be sweeter, sexier. He can be... He just he just wasn't living up to his full Christopher Russell potential in this movie, and therefore he gets killed. Do better, Christopher Russell. That's what you guys say. <laughs> My kill. I'm killing. Mine is a mass murder. I'm going to kill the entire cast of One Perfect Wedding. <laughs> I'm not just killing them for this movie. I'm killing them for the first two as well. So it's like twelve characters essentially. I just I just need them eradicated from the Hallmark Cinematic Universe. I need no trace of this movie left. I never, ever, ever, ever want to hear about this movie ever again. And so I kill all of them. Yeah. Red Wedding. Red Wedding. <laughs> 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 
confusing that they have so many names, so many versions of the names of the movie. I don't even want to... Ah, I'm not even going to bother to correct myself yet. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Jenga, who's your fuck? It's got to be Marco Christina <laughs> because the way to a woman's lions is through her stomach. <laughs> Feed, feed me anytime, Marco Gazzini. I know. I feel like I want a, like, you know, like a tasting menu and then we can fuck. What foreplay? The leading up? Exactly. The cooking? Ah. Exactly. Yeah. And the Phil Amnes and he's half Italian. In real life, he's Italian-Filipino. I would not mind at all. Same fuck. Same fuck for me. And sorry, Alvina August, we're gonna steal your man for a bit. But just for a bit. It's just a fuck. You can have him again. He's yours. He's yours, obviously. Which I guess we both know who our Marys are. If Marco Christina's <laughs> Okay, on the count of three, um, let's say our Marys. One, two, three. Alan Leach. <laughs> How can you not? How can you not? Crazy, because Tom Branson is not necessarily my favorite in Downton Abbey. But when mm-hmm. you transport him into the Hallmark Cinematic Universe, what a fucking stud. I didn't like Tom Branson. And it took me a while to... I think the last two seasons of Doubt and Abby, mm. I, I really liked him. Mm. And that just, like, that he left, like, such a sweet taste. <laughs> that I, I just instantly, like, from the time the promos of this movie came out, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm all in, Alan Leach. I'm gonna marry you. We can live in your castle. You, you can just run your pub and wear that apron. And, Ooh, and just that apron. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, he's such a sweetheart. That's the thing, right? He's such a sweetheart. And yes, make me whiskey. Cook me a stew. Cuddle in bed. Yes. Yes, Alan Leach. A hundred times yes. I know you weren't asking, but we're asking. And we're saying yes. <laughs> Glad to share with you, Patty. Yes. Sister wives forever. With that... <laughs> We want to thank everyone for joining us again for this episode. If you haven't followed us yet on our socials, we are at But Make It Hallmark on Instagram and at Make It Hallmark on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you guys. We're excited for what's coming up next. Honestly, we don't know. Who knows? Maybe we'll have a themed episode next. So if there's anything you want us to cover, any movies we've missed out on that you want to hear from us, tell us on our socials. We'd love to hear from you. And thanks, Shanghai, for uh, co-piloting this with me again. Thanks, Patty. Can't wait for the next. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.